Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 248. What did I learn on my first five tennis jobs? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Looking for a fresh start to your tennis game? Get ready, the courts are going to open soon, and you're going to need some fresh ideas to spruce up that game of yours. Check out my online course, Accelerator Tennis System, a fresh start guide on how to play smart tennis. So today's topic, what did I learn on my first five tennis jobs? So let me take you back a few decades to the world of the 80s. And I believe my first tennis job was probably in the early 80s. I got a job at the Mannheim Indoor Tennis Club. It was a bit of a sleepy club. And I remember I had to work on Thanksgiving and my mom wasn't really excited about it. Of course, I just fallen in love with tennis, so I was pumped up. So my first job was to work the front desk at the Mannheim Tennis Club, and it was going out of business. I didn't really know it at the time because I was so young, but what I learned from working the front desk there is that I could race from the court playing with my friend Mark to answer the telephone in between points. So when I first started playing tennis, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just a rabbit. I could just run everything down and push it back. So when the phone rang, there was an extension down in the hallway. The front desk was upstairs. So I would just race over to the hallway phone and answer, Mannheim Indoor Tennis Club, can I help you? So that's what I learned with my first job. I really loved tennis, and I would do anything to play. And that was kind of the first time I really got paid to play tennis. You can see it started off very early. Then I got to college. We're talking about 1983-84, and our college tennis team would give clinics to local kids right around the Westchester, Pennsylvania area, and the captain would organize this, and we'd have to get up early, which was not easy as a college kid, on Sunday mornings and teach tennis to juniors. And what I remember about that specifically was when we got there, I remember saying to the captain, Mike Astorino, I'm like, you know, I really don't know how to teach tennis. What do you want us to do? He's like, just go out there and hit with them. And that was the beginning of my tennis teaching career. Of course, I didn't get paid for that. All the money went to our college tennis team. But let me tell you, the industry has not changed that much. Uh, there is not much training unless you go through a trade association like a USPTA or a PTR. But a lot of the the young coaches you get out there are just kind of winging it like I was in the 80s, which is kind of sad, but it's kind of true. Then my third job was an assistant tennis pro. I think I got that in the summer of 87, my 86 maybe, my junior year. I worked there like three years as a tennis pro. Then I started getting a little bit of, of training from my mentor, head pro, Dennis, the doctor of style, Roanne. You'd have to, that's a whole other story. But anyways, we called him the doctor of style. So anyways, he taught me how to teach group clinics, 
how to relate to people, how to run programs. I was in charge of a lot of different things with juniors and uh, the league play, so that was a lot of fun. Then I moved to the Big Apple. Actually, I was living in New Jersey, and I worked. I kind of took a break from tennis. I thought I'd get a real job. So I worked for the sign company in New Jersey, and I hated it. And it was like right around the Christmas time. It was an exhibit company. That's right. So we'd build these exhibits for different companies in the New York City tri-state area. And our lead designer, Babu, from Brooklyn, was Missy. And nobody knew where he was. He didn't call him to work before email. So we'd like call on his answering machine, right? So they're like, Brian, do you want to go with Ralph? I forget who my coworker's name was. Do you want to go with Ralph to Brooklyn and see if you can find Babu? I was like, that sounds like an awesome idea. So we go into the deep part of Brooklyn. I don't even remember where it was. I just, uh, you know, we were, we had a map there. We unfolded it. We figured out where Babu's apartment was. We knocked on the door. There's no Babu. So anyways, we're driving back through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. And here is where I got job number four. It was called the Wall Street Tennis Club for many years, but now it was called HRC Tennis. There was, I think there was like four or there's about four four piers, two piers of four courts each. I think they had eight courts back then. And it was called HRC Tennis. And Anthony was the director of tennis. And I told Ralph, who was driving the van, I was in the passenger seat. I saw HRC Tennis. I'm like, hey, pull over here. I'm going to jump right out. So he pulls over. I jump in. Literally, I walk in the front door. Anthony's there. And I go, hey, are you guys hiring tennis pros? And Anthony goes, yep. You want a job? And the rest is history. So I got a job working uh, at HRC Tennis with really wealthy people. I only worked there about three or four months because I ended up getting fired from the job because the general manager who was female, was a little bit older than me, didn't like me. Right? And so everybody thought I got fired for sleeping with the boss. And that was not the truth. What ended up happening is I got fired for not sleeping with the boss. Because I had some odd hours because I was a new guy. So I'd be working like 8 in the morning and I have a long break. I wouldn't have a class or a clinic or whatever, a lesson until 4 o'clock. So she offered me to go up to her place on the Upper West Side. Nobody was there. She's like, I'm not using it. No reason for you to go back to Jersey. So I was kind of hesitant. Ended up doing it a couple times. Well, sure enough, I guess she wasn't happy with my lack of interest. And shortly thereafter, I was fired. I, I should have hired an employment attorney. And then finally, once I got fired from there, we're talking about uh, 89, and I was just starting to build up clientele, starting to make some money. I was off to the Hamptons. And so my first job out there was at a place called the Sandy Hollow Tennis Club. It was probably the worst club in the Hamptons. Don't play there. I don't know if the same guy owns it. He was a jerk. They didn't pay well. It was me and another pro working there. And the thing I learned right away was these clubs are difficult to work with. It's time to go out on my own. So that's when I started a tennis newspaper, started marketing my services, did a radio show. Then I had a TV show in Long Island. Bop, 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 bop. And the rest is history. So what did I learn in those first five jobs? You kind of get a summary there of what I was learning. But by the time I got to 25 years of age, those were my first five jobs in tennis. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to log on to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each day 
with a fresh episode. And if you're looking for tennis partners, log on to BackhandCity.com and check out my free Find a Tennis Partner service. All you got to do is hit the blog link and then join the website with your first name, last name, and your email. And once you're inside the dashboard, you can decorate your profile and start searching for tennis partners for free. Thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. This is Brian Lutz at BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when-